Hey, yo, what's good, man? It's your host, Cleve. Welcome to the Third Coast Podcast with my man. Joe, what it do, Gators? What it do, man? It's your host, Cleve. Say you had a question for me? Yeah, would you sell your soul to be famous? Oh damn! Like if it was it was a real thing, you could. They'd be like, like if I could bargain my soul. No, not bargain. You gotta oh, give no, up. I just your gotta soul. give it up. Yeah. Oh no, no I can't no do mas. that. No, I can't do that. Why not? You couldn't. I mean, it, it was rich and be- famous lifestyle. I mean, it was mine to begin with. You know. It just, you know, it's just some, you know, some things that's given you can't take from a person. You know, it's just kind of like the. Just have to get it out the grind then, right? Yeah, you got to get it out the grind. Speaking of the grind, welcome back to Third Coast Podcast. What's up, Cleve? Yeah, what it do, Gator? What's up, Joe? Yeah, another beautiful day. A little wet, but, you know, just another day in Louisiana. It wouldn't be a good day if it wasn't uh, raining, I guess. Yeah, it's a day, you know, high water and rubber boots kind of day. You know, if your if your road is flooded, you know, if you got the truck that can disable, or if you got the car that's unable, hopefully, you know, you pay attention to the weather and the things to keep it organized. Yeah, that's why I just uh, when I see the rain moving in, and we're supposed to get like they said like six to eight inches, but you know how the Weather Channel is. I always feel like they over-exaggerate just a tad. Right. But uh, went ahead and moved the car in the back because my road always floods. It can think about raining and my road's already halfway flooded. Right, yeah. It, man, your road gets flooded in like two hours of a con- like constant rain for like an hour or two. That thing be flooded. But I've noticed it ain't just where I live at. It's all over the town of Oakdale. The drainage is a big issue going on. Right, yeah, because water's, uh, you know, is waters are increasingly growing higher, believe it or not. Like more water is being dumped into the ocean every day at a more rapid rate. But water world. Yeah, not enough people talk about it. Water world. The uh consist that's why they do so much coastal work trying to rebuild them uh coastal lands down there because of the ri- uh rising sea level. Right. Rising sea level shift in land masses and changes, which is causing, you know, more natural disasters. Hurricanes, tornadoes, mud slides, rock slides, sinkholes, wormholes, and potholes. There it is. Oh, uh, shout out to the ginger bodies out there somewhere. We try to contact him, but uh, his lines must be dead. He must be zero dark thirty out in the what Atlantic. Yeah, he's out there in the Atlantic somewhere. Off yeah, the coast. You seen a uh, I seen a video of what's his name? Uh boat captain, uh Dylan Scott. Yeah, Dylan, shout out Dylan. Hosting the launch they had from Cape Canaveral in Florida. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that was pretty cool if you got to see that. I've never seen uh nothing get launched in space before. So that's gotta be cool. I know they have to actually there's a reason they launched from Cape Canaveral in Florida because it's like the best yeah it's the best launching in the world. point in the world to uh, get the uh, the arc 
that it takes to get into space. Do you ever think that, like, when they launch spacecrafts up there, you know how much fuel they use to burn? You don't think that hurts the environment, too? I believe anything exiting the atmosphere would hurt the environment simply because, you know, Earth isn't designed to take things into it without things starting to burn up into the atmosphere. It's just like anything because of the, I forget what causes the glow on the outer part of the world, but, um, but yeah, in a sense where things are constantly exiting, like you say, like that, that fuel ignition, I would think that would be more responsible for some of the damage along with the pollution that we already have here on the planet. Which there's plenty of pollution. Sadly. Short words of wisdom for y'all out there. Go pick up your fucking trash. <laughs> there's a lot of people out there and it sucks that you see so much trash on the side of the road, especially around here. I don't know what everybody's big kick with throwing trash out the window is. Right. Like I've been keeping my shit in bags for years. Like I, I keep a trash bag in my car and I like find a actual garbage can to dispose of. But, uh, we're uh, going to tackle a whole bunch of different topics this week. Uh, we have to actually apologize to y'all because we had mentioned we were going to talk about banned foods uh, in the U.S. from other countries, and uh, we totally forgot about it last week. We got all tangled up in the episode, but uh, we're going to tackle that right now. Dun, dun, dun. So, Cleve. So, Joe. What what is some cra- you know when I was looking into this topic and going through the list of some of the stuff on there, I just couldn't believe people would actually eat some of this stuff anyway. So I can see why it's banned, but in other countries, I guess it's kind of common. Yeah, it's, so it's a common weird. cuisine for the other countries. And I'm thinking because of the you know the things that are available, maybe it's more suitable for the type of people that eat it rather than um just a a whole world culture. Some of it I was kind of grossed out about when I was doing some research, but some of it actually kind of caught my attention to like do a little bit of more research to kind of know. First on the list is haggis. It's the national dish of Scotland. It's banned in the U.S. as there's a 1971 law that state food must not contain sheep lungs. And it's usually served in like potatoes and you know, things like that. Like, you can put it on baked potato, you can bake it in the oven, cook it on the stove top. Yeah, just, I mean, it's a it's a pudding, actually, containing oatmeal, spices, salt, mixed with stock, and cooked traditionally encased in an animal stomach. Though now, an artificial casing is often used instead. That just does not even look good. It looks like a shitty version of a... a of a boudin ball, I would say. Kind of reminds me of, like, Ponce. Ponce, what's that? Like, Ponce is, like, the stuff, like, it's got a, they use pork stuffing here in the U.S. And it's got, like, rice, your green onion, yellow onion, bell pepper, uh, I want to say, like, your parsley. If not parsley, cilantro, I can't remember. But, yeah, it's, like, basically, it's, like, a stuffing mix. And then you put it inside the lining of a pork stomach. And then you bake it in the oven, or you can cook it in a gravy. Man, the Scottish can have all the haggis they want. Did you know that uh, horse meat is illegal for consumption in the U.S.? So no eating any Clydesdales out there. Everybody in the U.S. 
you know, I've been a couple of places around the world and I've eaten some things, but I don't think, you know, eating a horse has ever been, because people would want, I would assume would want it for its production and what horses can do. But I guess out there, if you're hungry enough, you can fucking eat horse. I mean, horse the meat. cowboys used to eat horses. They did? Yeah, like in the, in the West, like whenever they would travel and, um, like during the gold rush and stuff, actually, yeah, that was one of the dark stories of the U.S. is that a lot of the time when the horses would die from exhaustion or starve, like not really starvation, but the lack of food that was available after the time, you know, the, the cowboy would, you know, mm-hmm. put the horse to sleep and, you know, they built their fire and they would have meat for like three or four days. I wonder if they, I wonder if they'll use the glizzy to put the, the horse out of the... <laughs> My bad, I couldn't help it. I, I know what you're talking about All earlier. Right, I was just been waiting to bring yeah, you're it waiting up. Waiting to bring it out, aren't you, Glizzy guy? <laughs> <laughs> Got the Glizzy. God. Check out Thurkos Podcast at 5000w's.thurkospodcast.com on all major streaming platforms Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Cashbox. Uh, check out the TCP Horde, too, going bigger and stronger every day. Thank y'all for everybody being a part of the group. Make sure y'all keep posting them dank memes. But, you know, keep it, uh, I ain't going to say keep it keep it down, but, you know, if you're going to get really raunchy with it, just maybe second-guess the raunchiness because someone posted something that was really, really raunchy. And it was, pro- and it was my dad, too, of all people, so I had to delete that shit just a little too nasty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even for me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So uh I guess shout out Charles Willis for being the first person I had to delete some content from. But uh Yeah. <laughs> Hold up. Uh the Glizzy's got me all thrown off. Yeah, to get back on track though, um yeah, one thing I did leave out about the horse is like it kinda gave like certain cancers and it gave like liver damage too, so some some of the health effects. Of eating horses? Yeah. Huh. Meat's not good for you. Never knew that. I never knew people ate horses until now, and I didn't know it was actually had adverse health effects if you did eat a horse. So if the zombie apocalypse comes now, I know horses are off the list. Can't eat those. But in other words, another one of the foods called black pudding. Black pudding and other blood cakes from around the world, such as Tihoko from Taiwan abandoned the U.S. due to sanitary reasons. There's hope in Scotland that Trump will lift this ban, however. So the link says, blood, you know, black pudding is basically like a, um, Ooh, a sausage. The, you used the T word. <laughs> oh, no, that's the hope of their country. Oh, oh. Well, yeah, in Scotland. That, well, that fell they through for them. Yeah. Yeah, because they ain't no longer helping y'all. <laughs> Damn, this is. It's the second Scottish dish that's banned. Yep. They got some unhealthy ways. Yeah, got that black pudding, that blood sausage, and what else was it? The, the haggis. haggis. Yeah, that pudding. Well, I know I need to just uh, scratch going to Scotland off my list. What about, you see these these Kinder eggs? These European treats was convened in 19... 19- 38 by the Federal Food and Drug and Cosmetic Act, which bans items containing a non-nutritious food and uh, object in food. So these, my my son likes these things. I don't know why he's saying that they're banned because they're still on the shelf in the stores all over the place. 
So right. these are yeah, those are the little eggs, right? They have little toys inside of them, like, yes, like the you can put together, put together and shit. Right. I seen that one, and I was like, well, that can't be right because it might be the what? What's the, the effect we were talking about earlier? Oh yeah, the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect. It might be that shit. It very well could be. I can remember getting a kind of egg for my daughter because she used to like it because of the toys that were inside. Yeah. And I'm thinking that's what the non-nutritious object is. It's the yeah. fact that it has like a plastic or a toy inside of the content that you eat. So it's not really, um, wow, I never knew that. Because like, I mean, they have the uh, bueno, like the kind of bueno bars and it's it, the exact same thing. It's just like a, a chocolate shell with like a, like a think like a mousse chocolate on the inside. That's the only difference in it. Yeah. You brought this up the other day talking about the unpasteurized raw milk. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just like yeah, that's straight from the udder. Hey, that's where it's the best from. It's a, I, I think they made it illegal because they didn't have the chance to put all the cream and sugar into it to make it sweet. Because that's all really milk is. Yeah, it's banned in some, but not all U.S. states on health grounds. Yeah, a lot of it is because um, I don't... The, the bacteria that's inside of it that... Yeah, like the bacteria that's in the milk before they put it through, like, the processing in the... Like, before they pasteurize it. Sounds like you shouldn't be drinking it if you don't want to drink it raw. You gotta... Uh, you gotta add some to it in order to make it drinkable. You got just like uh, who was it? It I know you don't. Well, it's already drinkable, but when you add stuff to it, it seems like you're stretching the value of what you already have in the, you know, the raw milk. I wonder who who was drinking milk and it's like you know what we need to do? Just make it really sweet, and then then we're going to sell it. Because technically, you think of like milk, right? Unpat milk is basically you add cream and sugar to it to make it sweet, so it tastes better, right? Right. So basically. It's like Kool-Aid or sweet tea or something. Yeah, and then <laughs> just you let me add some sugar to it. Just tastes like cream more, so it just tastes like cream. But like you know, when you eat it with the sugar, then you can really get the the sense of the sugar taste, or I can at least. Like I never really tasted. Are you lactose? Are you a big milk drinker? I'm not a big milk drink. Like as a kid, I was, but now it's like it it fucks with me. So yeah, I, I think I'm beginning to become lactose. I love milk. Dude, milk is demolished at my house. Like, if you know, like, everybody says, oh, I need to get the cow for how much milk I drink. No. Nah. Yeah. Like, we would drink the cow dry around my house. We, Dude, I'm telling you, I buy a gallon of milk every day. Every day down God here. damn. Yeah. Like, whole milk? Yeah. I can't do it. I, I like it, too. I drink a glass of milk every night, damn near. I think I just have to be in a mood for it, honestly, though, because it's just like it... Like, I can eat ice cream, but I can't eat a lot of it. Because it's like, I don't know, again, it fucks with my stomach. Yeah, see, ice cream, I don't eat a lot of ice cream. But milk, a glass of milk and some Oreos or some Fig Newtons. Yeah, I can eat milk with cookies. You ever ate uh, milk with Fig Newtons I said before? eat milk with cookies. <laughs> with cookies. <laughs> eat the milk. Oh, you said yeah, eat the yeah, milk. Oh. eat the milk. So, Cleve, you got another one on the list? Yeah, the move forward from that. Kazumarsu is an Italian delicacy we use that word lightly. I'm sorry. I butchered that. Dun, dun, dun. What is it? Kazumarsu, an Italian delicacy. And we use that word lightly. 
This is a round pecorino cheese infested with maggots that you eat. Yo, hold up. The maggots? With maggots. What? Yeah, pecorino cheese. Pecorino. And I'm looking at this picture and like, in the picture, it's like you kind of see the cheese clumped up, but then you can kind of see like some maggots like borrowing some holes and... No wonder it's illegal. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Man, that is disgusting. People think eating crawfish is bad. Yeah. Dude's eating maggot-infested cheese. So do you do you eat the maggots or do you you dip the maggots in the cheese and then eat it? I wonder if you. No, eat it's just infested with it. I think the maggots just form in the cheese, like the way that it's <laughs> aged, maybe. So you just got like push the maggots to the side and eat the cheese. Nah, you eat it with the maggots. Oh. Yeah, you eat all of it, all in one whop. You can get it with some crackers. <laughs> some salt, some good, some saltine crackers. Some good old Ritz crackers, which I think is on the list. What is Ritz crackers on the list? I think it. I think you're thinking about the other list. Oh no, I'm thinking of the list. You're thinking of the other list. Spoiler alert. All right. Uh, what's what else you got there, Cleve? It like I see foie gras. It's spelled F O I E G R A S. Not totally banned, but certainly banned in California and a few other states. Foie gras is a fattened goose's liver. Oh. So goose livers is banned in some parts of the U.S. Then you got the the. Aki fruit, the national fruit of Jamaica, which, when not fully ripe, contains high level of hyperglycolin A and B, consistent with fresh fruits, is banned through some canned versions are now available in the United States. And that was high levels of hypoglycin. Hypoglycin. Oh, here, here's the one you were talking about earlier that I never even thought was a food. Shark fans. Oh, yeah. High in the Asian cuisine of delicacy. What what, what was you saying about it earlier, though? It was like using medicines and stuff? Oh, too? yeah. It was actually used in like a lot of the traditional Asian medicines. And then they have a famous dish, which is like shark fin soup. And that's really popular in places like in China, Japan, you know, parts of the Philippines. And, you know, mostly like the um, Far East. Yeah, Far East Asia and Oceania, like down there by Papua New Guinea and New Zealand, places like that. And was it usually, it's typically made in like a soup, huh, too, if it's Yeah, eaten? like if it's eaten, it's usually made in a soup. And it's, uh, most, I mean, it's, uh... I couldn't imagine the taste. I mean, I would imagine like, you know, the fishy, but yet kind of gamey fish, because it's a shark we're talking about. It's outlawed too because there ain't that many sharks like fish out there. There ain't the ain't the same concept. Right. Yeah. On the thing, you know, my my notes say it's banned simply for the cruel method of acquiring them, namely cutting the fins of the animal while alive and throwing back into the sea, and to pervert and to preserve shark numbers, or so they say. Because when you cut the fin off of a shark, you know it makes him less agile to swim and cut so it makes it more of prey now once you cut the fins off it's no longer the apex predator 
And it's also driving them to extinction throughout the world and causing them to wash up on the different beaches. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it sucks to be the shark now. You used to be top of the chain. Shark, now look at you. Damn near extinct. But that's what, you know, that's just human intervention into animal life has done throughout decades and decades. Because our population has steadily grown. We don't have a natural predator besides disease. And other people. And other and other people, yeah. Other people, the glizzies and shit. Yeah, with the glizzy. Yeah, you got the glizzy warrior out there standing by the stop sign. Or Just you, waiting on you. Or your alleyway, checking your pockets, you know, looking at your ATM transactions. The next one on the list you had told me that you have ran across before in real life. Oh, shit. Yes, I actually did. It's a funny story. Um, on the list, uh, to say what it is, it's a beluga caviar. And it come to find, you know, it is pretty rare to get. Like, uh, you will pay... You could pay anywhere from $150 to $10,000 for a can of this caviar. It's found in Russia and parts of Iran and banned from being imported to protect overfishing of sturgeon in those countries. But uh, the topic, which you had just said, yeah, I had an experience like at this garden party when I was in Colorado and um, like, Make a long story short on how I ended up there. It was um, it was a guy. He had this caviar. He was eating it with uh, cheese and crackers. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just tried like I tried a little bit of it on some crackers. Like you told me, just dip the cracker in, just eat like a little bit because you know it's my first time trying caviar. And it it definitely has a distinct taste. Like I can't really put a finger on anything that tastes like it because I've never tried anything like it. It's not bad, yeah. but it's not pleasant. It's, it, it's just got a rough aftertaste. That's all I can say about it. And for all that money, too. Yeah, for all that money. And so it's more of like a flex then, right? I would think so. It's just like, you know, anybody who brings caviar, it's like the equivalent of somebody smoking a cigar in a and oh, it's, like it's you set. got a Cuban or yeah, some it's shit like if like you that. got like a Cuban or like um, you know, like one of the rare cigars, like from whatever mountains you've, you know, harvested your tobacco from. Yeah, I mean, I've had caviar, like regular caviar, which sucked dick. Uh, damn, my mind. I should. Say. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but uh, I ain't never had that caviar and. I, you pulled up the prices too, and yeah, I pulled the up price the prices. Ridiculous. The price is ridiculous. Like I said, anywhere from one hundred and fifty dollars of some beluga caviar, which is probably like you know, kind of cut back, and then you have like the raw, uncut beluga caviar, which was like I think it was like seven thousand for two, or yeah, like two pounds of it. Golly, yeah, it was like seven thousand dollars. That's way too much for some fish eggs. Yeah, I wouldn't pay for that. It's not that, yeah, I'm not dying without it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just like a, I would go as far as to say, like, you know, just like a little appetizer, finger food, snack, entree, not an entree. That, hey, uh, you can uh, sit right here. I got some candles lit. Uh, I was going to bring you out to a movie, but we have this one can. Uh, I lit the candles because I can't pay the lights anymore. 
but we have these uh, Ritz crackers and some cheese. One little seven, seven, what was it, like $1,000 for yeah, the can? Yeah, it's like $1,000 for the can. You could have like a $1,000 can of caviar. We can dine over the candlelight there. And cry together as we try to make the... That's ridiculous. I'm so sorry. I would never pay that much for something that tastes like that. Because if, if it tastes anywhere close to regular caviar, it is not worth... No. It ain't worth... I don't even know why people even eat that. It don't make no sense to me. Yeah, I might have to look into those health benefits some later on. I don't know. It must be them rich health benefits that I don't know about. It must got that perfect enzyme. What? Uh, it's just probably the enzymes in the eggs. It's probably, you know, keeping them uh, youthful. So, probably just all that spare money they got to blow. Who so, knows? Who knows? <laughs> but, so how many is more on the list? I think we're on the last one. And it says, banned because you have to have a special license. And it's also because it's poisonous. And this is the Japanese puffer fish. Yep. I, I, I've seen that before. Like, because it's a certain, like, gland inside of it that's, like, got some deadly fucking poison. But if you cut around it, it's supposed to be, like, this delicacy. Allegedly. I wouldn't chance it. No, because if you fuck up, it'll kill you. Exactly. Yeah, in order to have to cut around it and then just for that little bit of poison to seep into the edible part, nah, I wouldn't want to chance that. No. I wonder how many people died trying to find that, I mean, trying to eat puffer fish back in the day. Like, uh, all the fish you could eat out there, let's eat the giant spiky ball fish. But I guess that's with anything because we eat snakes, about everything. Do people eat bears? Like, did bear meat a thing? Probably so. I would think so. I know moose meat is a thing. I wonder if people eat bears. If you're a bear eater out there, make sure to message us at uh, Third Coast Podcast, uh, com, and let us know about that because obviously I didn't know about horse meat until a while ago. Uh, now I'm questioning, can we really just eat all predators out there? I know technically if you wanted to, you could eat a bobcat. You yeah, could eat yeah. a fucking panther or something. Yeah, you could eat a oh antelope, giraffe. I wonder. Oh shit, that's like that lady at that that fashion show with the lions. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can eat lions. Man, I looked it up. Man, it said more than a hundred people die annually from pufferfish poisoning. Almost all result from consuming the world's most deadly delicacy through history. Thousands have met their demise from fugu poisoning primarily in Japan and China, where it is readily found at sushi restaurants. How many people annually? This is every year. More than 100. More than 100 people. Just to try it. You know, and I actually honestly think that if you're, if you know that there is nothing worth eating that you know that it might kill you. Oh, no, I wouldn't do it. That's like going in there and eating some raw chicken. It's like, well, Cleve... (laughs) (laughs) If I lived through the salmonella poisoning, it was worth it. It was hell of a ride. How the fuck you die by eating a fish that you know might kill you? Uh, Yes, sir. I would like to have the uh, order of the puffer fish in the sushi, please. I feel like somebody would need to sign a waiver. Does it have the warning on it? I mean, unless it's already disclosed. Well, I mean, in China, they got got laws that impose on it. Like, they don't... Oh, no, never mind. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) But uh, just... 
Could you just imagine though, just going in there and just eating, just like just accepting to eat that deadly fish? I couldn't do it. The vice versa of this is, uh, Khalif came up with this idea. The foods that are banned uh, outside, uh, that are made in the U.S. and banned in other countries, actually. Right, yeah. To flip and, it around because we have so many banned in, you know, we have a few banned in this country from others. But I was thinking, how does the other countries really feel about us? And our, it, our food products. And what we, yeah, and what we produce and what we provide in the means of food. And there's actually more on this list than I could find for the foods that we can, that we have banned. Yeah. 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 The other countries don't get down with a lot of our uh, get downs, as you can tell. Right. So to start the list off, these two foods are banned in Austria, Norway, and Finland, but Fruit Loops are banned in France as well among this list. So we got Fruit Loops and Twinkies for the number oh, one. What? Twinkies are banned in other countries? Yeah, Twinkies are banned in Austria, Norway, and Finland. Oh, y'all are missing out. A frozen Twinkie is the fucking shit. And then Fruit Loops are banned in France, Austria, Norway, and Finland. I bet you Fruit Loops are banned because fucking coloring dye. That's a big thing in other countries I was reading into. When I was looking at the list, the way that they dye food. Yep, it says the American breakfast staple is packed with food dyes such as yellow 5 and red 40, which are considered harmful. I thought those were the good ones. They're considered harmful. Many oh, sci- considered. Yeah. Many scientific study links. Allegedly These harmful. artificial colors with the inhibition of cell development. Oh, shit. So you don't need them cells. You already developed enough cells. See, man, that's why, you know, half of the, the U.S. that have been eating cereal with no milk been having childlike symptoms. Of- <laughs> Is that why I got that weird fucking twitch going on? <laughs> eating all the Fruit Loops my whole life? <laughs> Yeah, I've heard about Yellow Six too. Like you know, that was also found at Mountain Dew and um other. No, not Mountain Dew. I'm thinking Surge. Yeah, yeah, it was found at Surge. Or you know what I used to like them Sparks. You remember those the beer energy drinks they had? Sparks. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think I've ever had one. It looked like the can looks like a, a orange battery. No, I don't remember that. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, to kind of talk about the Twinkies a little bit, it says, um, you know, it's also because of the yellow five. Yellow five has been linked to allergic reactions such as hives, itching, coughing, and vomiting. Food dyes that contain these dyes are required to carry warning labels in the EU, but most countries such as Finland, Norway, and Austria have not decided to take that risk. Damn. Well, I've ate a shit ton of Twinkies in my life, so I'm fucked regardless. Right, but I mean, you don't have hives of itching. (laughs) Not no more. (laughs) Uh, Did you see U.S. chicken is banned in the European nations? Oh, yeah, Uh, in the EU, the European Union. uh, It's banned because of the way the process of chlorinated washed chicken. Basically, the U.S. routinely washes the chicken in a chlorine solution before it's ready for market. This antimicrobiotical treatment reduces the possibility of salmonella contamination and other bacteria that can lead to foodborne illness. 
that is the main reason the European Union has banned on American chickens since 1997. And now I want to touch a little bit of something. Pretty sure the European country, <coughs> Great Britain, is still mad about something. So they don't want to eat our chicken. Oof. Oof. <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe they're a little bit salty about that as well. But you know, they they don't want any of that with our chlorine based. I wonder solutions. if they want some. They uh, import some of our community tea from Louisiana. Who knows? I can't believe uh, this one hit me kind of hard. But I actually might have some real feelings about uh, Japan now because you can't get a Mountain Dew in Japan or in. Your, oh, of course. Look at all this European nation oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, and in the European Union. Oh, it's unhealthy. <laughs> uh, what, we all know Mountain Dew is not the healthiest of drinks, but it's still do the do, do, do the do, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it, Cleve. <laughs> you, what the do the do, brother? Yeah, to do this. <laughs> you, you might want uh, to know this lemon lime drink contains, oh, shit. Brominated vegetable oil. What the fuck? BVO. A food additive banned in Japan and the European nations. Flame retardant. Hold up. It has elements of flame retardants in it? Yep. This that shit catches on fire? Banned in Japan and the European contains bromine, the element found in flame retardants. Oh, hold up. Is this why my memory's bad? Dude, when I was growing up, they used to sell the cubes for like $5, dude. I don't know what the cubes of Mountain Dew cost now, but we would drink them like it was a case of beer, dude. Yeah. Like when I was like 16 or 15. Now, only adverse thing I always heard was it would make your sperm count low. I've heard that about Surge because of the, I want to say it was yellow six. It wasn't yellow five. It was yellow six. That was in a Surge. Yeah, it, say it made your dick shrink and it made your sperm count low. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it made your dick small. I, I don't think <laughs> if that's true, my shit would be micro size. <laughs> but those at this for everybody out there that's uh, dealing with this, uh, this is a great time uh, for us to uh, sponsor our new sponsor of the week for this week. If you're feeling like you can't get it up, you're aroused, but the man downstairs don't want to go marching forth, uh, make sure to check out Gator Brands Get You Upright. Get You Upright is going to be available on all stores and all markets, and Get You Upright will hold you steady <laughs> for 8 to 10 hours of whatever your needs be. And thank you, uh, Get Upright, for uh, giving us a chance to sponsor us. Let us be sponsored this week by y'all. And uh, I don't necessarily have that problem because I can't pull out the driveway. You know what I'm saying? He can't pull out the driveway without missing a few, uh, missing a few <laughs> corners bumps along the way. <laughs> it went there. It really went there. <laughs> so uh, did you know our milk was banned in Austria, New Zealand, Canada, Japan, and the U uh, of course, the EU's back on this list. So many countries. Why, though? Like, geez. It's because it's got RBGH in it, which is a man-made growth hormone to increase milk production in the cows. And it's been banned by, I mean, it was started being allowed by the Food and Drug Administration in 1993, 
but a lot of people have found that it uh, increases the risk of breast cancer and other types of cancer. The conditions it's created into out here are pretty awful. You know, like most of the factory farms are like poorly kept because of like the uh, the mass population of the cows. Uh, you should see chicken farms. Oh, yeah, it's the same thing. Don't in chicken farms, they cut off the beaks of chickens? Yep. While they don't peck each other to death in their tightly enclosed cages of death? Yep. It is true. But Lake Quarter's $20 a case out buddies, though. Boy. <laughs> so what? I'm just saying. Farm-raised salmon. Banned in Austria and New Zealand. But... That salmon ain't the only fish that's farm raised. You got catfish, yeah, all you types got of catfish, fish. Uh, salmon. You got the swifish, like the Southwest Asian import. Yeah, you got uh, tilapia too. Yeah, tilapia is another one. Ain't tilapia that fake fish? Ain't a real fish. Some Supposed, people claim. Yeah, that, some people claim it's fake fish. Like it's a genetically engineered fish. Yeah, it's a genetically yeah, yeah tilapia allegedly, supposedly engineered by man. Okay, so around two-thirds of salmon is eaten by the U.S. consumer comes from farms, actually, and only one-third of it is wild-caught salmon. Salmon farming has long been a sustainable... Oh, hold hold up. I'm backtrack. Uh, salmon farming has long been scrutinized uh, by sustainability advocates because of the harsh condition in which fish are raised. What? Hold up. I thought fish don't, like, every time you kill a fish, they have, like, a pea-sized brain, right? That's why it's kind of like chickens. They're, like, one of the, yeah, the you know, least, least intelligent but most plentiful, popular, delicious thing out there. Salmon is good. Right. But it's kind of crazy. Maybe because they just raise them and they can't swim around and shit. Like, probably the same thing about yeah, chicken Yeah, I feel farms. like it's the conditions that the, that the product is being kept in. You know, like if you're farming the fish, anything that's kept on a farm is limited in its growth. It's only decide to put out as much as you can get from it versus it being wild where it tastes like the best because it's free. It's able to experience. It's able to get that. I don't know. It's like um, some people believe that they could taste the stress in the animal whenever they take their first bite. Like, you know, if the meat is tender, it means it lived a good life. It was pretty relaxed, but the meat is like kind of tougher and chewed through before it passed. It uh, it's kind of like the meat. The meat is tougher to eat. You know, some people just kind of like go as deep into that as to say, you know, the cause of it. So anytime you uh, partaking in the products of the farm raised and the home and the home grown, you know, it, it's just best to do the research in which you. And what you eating? I ain't gonna lie. When I cut up that beef roast I got from Buddy's in a little while, I ain't gonna. And when I go to taste it, I'm not gonna think about the consciousness, the liveliness, the texture. I'm just be like, man, this this cow tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in this pot with some uh, carrots and potatoes. Yeah. Speaking of other delicacies, you know, even down to the fruits on the list of banned foods. We got U.S. apples, and they're banned in the European Union. While apples are supposed to keep the doctor away, that's not that's not exactly the case for those produced in the U.S. Oh, no. 
American apples are treated with, oh, geez, I can't say it, but it says DPA. You can look that up. Potentially carcinogenic compound used to keep the fruit from turning brown. It's the chemical that gives the apples you see in the supermarket that glow. European food safety regulators banned the fruit in 2014 because the chemicals have been linked to various ca- various cancers. So hold up, there ain't you can't get in. Oh, well, it says U.S. apples. Yeah, U.S. apples. Well, so don't get the nice shiny apples from the store then. Don't get the nice shiny ones. And see, when I was reading this list, it throws up a lot of them flags. Like, do they really? Who's right? Is the U.S. right for giving the consumer the same product, or is the other I'm countries go for right? It. I think it says diphenamine, yeah, diphenamine, or DPA. But yeah, that's what gives the apple that shiny glow and red that make it oh, the apple of my eye. I want to buy you and take you home. Or that, uh, or by their standards, is that apple that Snow White ate and went to sleep. Oh, it killed you. Yep, them are U.S. apples. Yeah, that's them U.S. apples that killed Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, said. I, I might have the sound pad up a little too. Oh, it'd be all right. Uh, Little, little Debbie Swiss Rolls is banned in Norway and Austria. Little Debbie's smiling faces isn't welcome in some countries as the tasty snack contains food dyes that are a big, big knot. This one kind of threw me for a loop, too, is because it has yellow 5 and red 40 in it, which you discussed uh, about the Fruit Loops in it. Yeah. So I, I just wonder why, because it's a Swiss roll, it's chocolate roll. Is that something they use for chocolate? But uh, yeah, they said. Fuck it to Swiss rolls. They ain't, ain't having it because of the food dyes. It's a lot of the snack foods on this list. And the, the breakfast cereals, too. Yeah. Rice Krispies, honey bunches of oats, frosted flakes, all containing BHT. Because I, I like, I'm just going to start using the, the breakdown words when they have them because I'm not going to butcher this for the listeners out there. Instant mashed potatoes uh, banned in Europe, Japan, and Australia. Hold up, why is instant mashed potatoes like Hungry Jacks come with bolutated hydroexolonia, BHA, a preservative that is found in rubber and wax food packaging? What the? F- yeah, butylated hydroxanol. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Hold up, hold up. I might never eat boxed potatoes again now. Oh, you talking about it's got this, they use the same shit? And rubber and wax food packaging. That is fucking intense. The one, I, the one that got me was the U.S. prepackaged ground beef. It's banned in the European Union. Pink slime is definitely not something you want in your burger. Yet there's a good chance that the prepackaged ground beef you bought for your next barbecue contains pink slime. According to an ABC News expose from 2012, around 70% of ground beef sold in the U.S. supermarkets contain pink slime, a meat byproduct used as a filler in ground beef to reduce fat content. If you're wondering what's the beef with pink slime, it's prepared with ammonia gas and antimicrobial. Yeah, I'm sorry, with an ammonia gas and antimicrobial agent 
which is dangerous for consumption. The FDA approved the pink goo for human consumption in the U.S. back in 2001. Way to go, USDA. And congratulations. And FDA. Take take a take a bow, FDA, because you know what I want with my burger? Some pink. This is like that fucking yeah, that uh, pink goo. Uh, from the Power Rangers, the purple dude. The, uh, <laughs> you remember that? That gooey purple dude? <laughs> Mr. Ooze. Ivan, yeah, Ivan Ooze. Ivan Ooze. Ivan Ooze. We got Ivan Ooze fucking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dispensing his pink goo from his purple. And I just, the imagery that comes to my head when someone's talking about pink goo. Ain't that what they use for chicken nuggets at uh, Mickey D's? The pink goo or some shit type of Yeah, thing? like they use that whenever they mix it all, like the chicken particles and stuff like that. Hey, man, them chicken knuckles. This list has me wanting to take a shot. You know, that uh, clone beef or clone meats is actually a real thing. Like, it was approved by USDA and FDA regulations in uh, 2011. Yeah, that's why they push so hard for, uh, like, the soy-based, uh, the Impossible Burger and stuff like that. Right. Because they firmly believe within the next, like, 10 and 15 years that, like, feeding people is going to be a global thing. Like, it's just they don't know what they're going to do to fix it because we're population is growing and the cost and the dangers of keeping everybody fed is so... It's that, causing everything else to go extinct, though, in the process. Burn it down. Burn it down. All right. Get it down to this list. Uh, here, uh, oh, Ritz, Ritz crackers banned in Switzerland, Austria, Hungary, Iceland, Norway, and Denmark. And Ritz crackers uh, are banned from hydro, uh, is banned because of its high levels of sodium. Hydrogenetic cottonseed oils, a, a trans fat associated with car- cardiovascular disease. Hold up, they're just really salty, so they banned them? Yep. Yeah, with that hydrogenated cottonseed oil, that kind of like builds cholesterol, high blood pressure. Sounds like the haters out there. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's salty. U.S. pork, um, we don't even have to, oh, yeah. Russia and China banned it too. I already know. If you if you ever want to, like, see some of the most disgusting shit ever, go look up pig farming. Like, football fields of just shitholes that are outside pig farms, dude. Yeah, it's awful. Hold up. Coffee made? Coffee made? Coffee made is banned in Austria, Hungary, and multiple Scandinavian countries. Shelf-stable coffee creamer that can make your coffee taste like vanilla or caramel sounds great, but don't expect it to find it in Europe. It's the same thing. Hydrogenetic soybean and uh, cottonseed oils found in this non-dairy product means it's too salty. Risk of diabetes. Hydrogenated oils are packed with trans fats. I've seen this drumstick ice cream is banned by Europe. Yeah, the European Union. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with the seaweed-derived thickening agent used to extend the shelf life of consumer products. Yeah, a lot of that is... Man, them, them things be slapping late at night, too. The, the, the cones? The little ice cream cones? Yeah, that's the best part, but that's the part that they banned it for. It's not even the ice cream itself. It's the cone and how they preserve it on the shelf. Damn. But yeah, one thing that caught my eye on this list was uh, the Hawaiian papaya, also banned in the European Union. 
Way to go, guys. Just banned everything. But the reason it's banned is because it was genetically engineered to resist the ring spot virus, which would, which destroyed U.S. crops in the 1990s. Although there were many debates about whether or not genetically engineered produce, produce was safe, the European Union isn't taking any chances making genetically engineered papaya a forbidden fruit. So we have found it. The forbidden fruit is papayas. We figured it out here through the wormhole of the Third Coast Podcast Galaxy. With all your streaming content that could be found on all major streaming platforms. Yep. It's right there at y'all's fingertips. Open that Google Play Store or what does Apple have? Whatever Apple Store they have is probably just Apple Store, huh? And just uh, go download one of those uh, Spotify's or Cashbox and give us a like and a share and let everybody know that you listen to Third Coast Podcast. Because we could definitely lose a, use a listening to. And if, hey, if y'all want to check out some of the old episodes, now you will have to pay. Dun, dun, dun. One dollar. One dollar for uh, <laughs> a whopping. So there's a hunt now. There's a hundred and six episodes archived, and if y'all want to listen to those throwback episodes that are some of them are almost four years old now, you would have to pay ninety nine cents. Which I, I would pay that. I mean, honestly, like if I supported a podcast that I really enjoyed listening to. I mean, if you don't got one dollar. I could find it in my, yeah, I could find it in my sock drawer somewhere. I ain't even subscribed to us yet. I'm like, man, I was like, a dollar? Listen to my own own content? Nah, not my own content, but I mean, just like, you know, just, yeah, if it was anyone else out there, if I was outside of the podcast world, if you will, you know, a listener on the inside, I mean, on the outside looking in. Yeah. You got any more? I, I did I, see one. I, I skipped a few, but I did see one that really like caught my eye, and it was the stovetop stuffing, and it's banned in the United Kingdom, Japan, and several European countries. It says, "Craft stovetop stuffing is a to-go choice for a quick weeknight dinner," but the problem is the stuffing contains a combination of beta hydroxy acid and butylated hydroxytaline, or BHT, MBHA. Both preservatives are suspected to be carcinogenic and impair blood clotting. So, you know, eating too much of this, if you get a bump or a bruise and you're bleeding out, better to go to the hospital because that BHA-BHT combination won't cause you to have a blood clot. Imagine doing all the research to find out that your kinfolk died. Oh man, what happened to what happened to Johnny? Oh man, Johnny had a blood clot that went to his heart, uh, went to his brain or heart, and he died. Man, oh that sucks. Right. And come back like a couple, you know, months later. So yeah, man, we found out what happened to Johnny. Whoa, man, what happened? What caused his blood clot? Stove top dressing. But but he ate that every week. Yeah, but it has this chemical in it, and it caused him to have blood clots. No way. But yeah, you mentioned a you mentioned a food on a list and kind of like kind of sped through it. But I wanted to touch more on because I wrote it down and it was the U.S. pork. And um, if you're wondering why pigs in the U.S. are much bigger than those in the rest of the world, ractopamine is your answer. American pigs are given ractopamine, an animal feed additive 
used to speed up weight gain and increase carcass leanness in finishing swine. The additive is linked to major health issues in both animals and humans, explaining why it's banned in more than 160 countries. But besides in the U.S., hey, we're just trying to get the biggest pigs out there. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand why it's such a big deal. Got to feed the family. But then, you know, the swine, I don't know, it's like swine is pretty unclean. Depending I don't on eat a lot I, of pork anyway, so. I don't either. Like, I mean, I eat pork like, well, I don't know. I haven't had pork in months, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But usually, like, I'll eat it every now and again. But for the most part, it's like the way that you cook it. And a lot of that, it goes into, honestly, it goes into person raising a cow or raising a hog or raising a pig. Just in how it's fed, what conditions it's kept in. And that's with any type of organic, any type of organic food. I'm more so kind of been leaning towards vegetables because really it just gives more energy and you feel lighter, you feel better. And then like if I were to go for like something protein-based, like I'll eat like, you know, I hate to say tilapia, but, you know, just tilapia, fish, salmon, catfish. Or if there's, you know, like if my brother or somebody goes fishing, they catch like some white perch or mm. they catch like some good flounder, then I eat like that too. Oh, I love, but I, I love, love meals like perch. that. Yeah, Man, white perch is the fucking white shit. White perch with some jasmine rice, boy. I tell you, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> no, don't, don't need to. <laughs> I keep pushing that wrong button. The more you know. (laughs) And welcome back. And welcome back. Skittles is banned in Norway and the European Union. Buddha? Yeah. Yellow colors, yellow five and six are along the list of the childhood flavored snack. Hyperactive children and uh, allergic reactions are common for these food dyes and... Hold up, there's an additive using it called titanium dioxide. And this additive is in the compute uh in the product to enhance brightness and make it more pretty. I guess to make the colors pop more. Yeah. Ah uh no, I seen a lawsuit too. Uh California had presented I think I don't remember if I brought it up on the show a while back or not, but uh California pres- presented a law to outlaw Skittles. And entirely because of the uh, harsh chemicals and stuff inside of it. So uh, even the U.S. is getting proactive with Skittles. So if you Skittle lovers out there, who was the football player that likes Skittles? Marshawn Lynch. Was he? Wasn't he the dude that liked the Skittles? Yeah, either him or um. I think it was Marshawn Lynch. Not uh, Beast Mode. They sh- they should have ran you on the they should have ran you on the one line uh, yard line. They shouldn't let Russell Wilson throw that uh, pick in the end zone. If y'all know football, y'all know what I'm talking about. But uh, do you have any more banned foods you would like to touch on, Cleve? I believe I touched on all the banned foods. Yeah, it was Marshawn Lynch. Ah, ooh. <laughs> Shout out Marshawn Lynch, beast mode. He was a great running back. Right. But uh, you shouldn't have consumed all them Skittles, homie. <laughs> Man, I've ate Skittles. I, th- I think everybody is uh, guilty of eating a lot of Skittles. But uh, this was a great uh, segment. I like this. Uh, we, we've we been rolling through this mic, this episode, very well. This is episode 181. 
Is so it far? Yeah, one eighty one or one eighty two? No, it's one eighty one. Hold up, I got the paper right here. Oh yeah, last episode was the one eighty. Yeah, yeah, it was the one eighty. So, so what we're getting? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about that two hundo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's gonna be a good one. Now, what we're doing, we're being uh, the show is being actually edited and mastered now by uh, Zane Fontenot. Big shout out, Zane, out there. Wrong button, Zane. You can edit that out. Looking out, saying, Yeah, he's uh, our master editor now and producer of our shows, so the quality is going to go up. So actually, we're recording 181, but y'all won't hear this till next week. This week, y'all be hearing episode 180 uh, that we recorded last week, which is Devilish Pickle Packers. Oh, God. Yeah, so, I was wondering about that. I thought yeah. that was already posted. <laughs> no, it ain't out yet. Uh, it's uh, actually going to be sent to me tonight. Cleve, me, Kobe, all have our own independent uh, emails. But if you want to email Third Coast Productions, we actually have an email for that too. It'd be Third Coast Podcast Production at gmail.com. Or you can email me at Big Wheels Third Coast at gmail.com or Jacoby at Obi Wan Jacoby. And I want to say it's at Gmail, but I could be lying. And then, you know, I got the, the old school, got the free runner star at yahoo.com, underscores under free and runner. And make sure you send us emails. And, hey, if you just want to talk to Cleveland, not to the rest of us, that's the perfect way to do it. And uh, I know a lot of times, you know, me and Kobach, you know, you might see that Cleve is more approach- approachable than I am. And you want to talk to him instead of me. And get uh, get with Cleve. And maybe there's some things you want Cleve to talk about or you want to get on the show. Because we could always... The mic lines have been empty. We got phone lines. Oh, speaking of phone lines, uh, sh- shout out. So for episode 182, which I'll be hearing in three weeks. No, two weeks. Two like, weeks. Two weeks. We do have our first phone-in artist interview coming, and it will be Mr. Ozzy Bear to join us for a little quick chat. Let us know what he has going on. And this is a new element we're going to be bringing to the show, and I'm very, very excited for it. And if you guys like us, you know, yeah. you have our emails to give a contact or, you know, just want to pop up on the show, give regards, say hello, so fuck you, you know, whatever it is. You know, we, we open to listen to that, but mostly positive energy. You know, we want that good, you know, we want good positive energy to flow through the show. And even if it is negative, you know, one of us will see to it that it gets handled appropriately. No yeah, sweat. one of us. And now we got we got a whole bunch of people, but uh, Zane's going to bring a new element to the show, and we look forward to having him actually on the show to record with us. And, uh, yeah, let's take a, a quick one. Yeah, maybe. take a little quick five, 25 maybe. And uh, shout out to Jacoby out there. We hope you're enjoying your boat ride. Don't become, yeah, don't become a part of that Atlantic graveyard, buddy. And that, yeah, and... Uh, don't eat none of that cap. Was it? Uh, yeah, that beluga and caviar. caviar. And we know, we know you're stacking money out there, but don't be spending on none of that shit. You know, be spending seven bands on, on them pounds, trying to <laughs> impress your friends. <laughs> uh, galaxy far, far away, full of glizzies. The glizzy warrior, and all of his acts of wisdom. <laughs> Gang, gang. So, uh, who are you pulling for uh, today, Cleve? Today, we got the 49ers and the Eagles playing for the NFC Conference Championship and the Beagles and the Chiefs. 
I hope the Bengals win because I'm a Joe Burrows fan. And I've been rocking with the Bengals this year. They've been doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm definitely pulling for them. And I actually hope uh, Mr. Irrelevant beats the Eagles. You know, from what I've seen, for those that know that know me, know that I'm not into sports openly or publicly due to the nature of said events. But um, the most part, like whenever I watch the game, I watch both sides of the, you know, I, I like to watch the players, how they move, how they coordinate with the plays and, you know, just uh, the the whole team effort. And, yeah. you know, yeah, Bengals been doing their thing and on the other side, maybe the Niners. Yeah. I ain't a, a big Eagles fan. But yeah. I, I do like what Jalen Hurts has been doing as a quarterback and he's been doing his, his thing up there for the Eagles. But, yeah football uh we had got me and china had got a wine of bottle of wine the 19 crimes of snoop dog the california red oh yeah he did was, just come out with that how was that oh man it was pretty good uh a little bit sweeter than i thought it would be but it uh for you know snoop dog's got his hands in a million things but uh he did his thing with his wine pretty good it was like 15 bucks too in a good price range a yeah, that's not glasses. bad at all for a couple glasses of wine yeah well, it was for a whole bottle, but yeah, uh, yeah, a couple glasses. I don't know, dude. I ain't a big wine, you know, drinker. So I had like two glasses. China had one, and now that bottle's just gonna sit in the fridge for the next century. <laughs> but uh, for your wine connoisseurs out there, I definitely, definitely encourage y'all to go try Snoop Dogg's wine. And uh, did you see the thing with Dozier Cat? Oh yeah, with the the fashion. Yeah, the fashion that she wore in Paris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were talking. Yeah, you were telling me about that earlier. It says that, uh, well, I don't know if y'all have seen it, but it's like she's wore red gems all over her body and she wore it to Paris Fashion Week. And uh, it has caused a trigger of people saying they're dealing with tripophobia. Yeah, I can believe that it, it makes me itch to look at it whenever you told me about it. Yeah, see, he's showing it to me now and it's just like, <laughs> You know, it's like you gotta gotta grab the side a little bit. It's like, man, don't show to me like that. It makes me uncomfortable to look at. And then look at this picture. So she's sitting there, well, you know, at the gala with everybody else, and there's a lady holding a whole fucking a lion's lion. head. A like, lion's did, head. I wonder if she ate that lion. But that's, is that a real lion's head? I fucking think so. Like, I would assume because this is like fashion. Like, yeah, this the is the show. fashion show. So who the fuck? Brings a whole who has that type of money to get a whole fucking lion's head? The woman at that fashion show. Where what are we doing with our lives? Why ain't I cool enough to have a fucking lion head? Like I wonder even how much that would cost. Oh yeah, with that poaching, yeah, in that poacher's world, pay a hefty dollar. But see, they can do all that out there in the in the European countries, but they won't eat the. Uh, won't eat our Skittles. Yeah, they don't want to eat the Skittles, but yeah, they'll eat haggis. They eat haggis and, and have lion's heads. And blood cakes. But uh, this this uh, week's episode is really good. Uh, we got some sad news out there. We do not, I repeat, we do not have an artist of a week this week. Uh, I guess we've been slacking or no one wants to uh, share the love of their music this week. But as everything goes, we keep the show rolling weekly. Monthly and yearly out. Oh, but yeah, holding it down throughout. We, we did uh, have intentions to tackle Chernobyl, actually, this week. But since 
this is just like last week. Uh, we've run into so much content that we want to talk about. So I guess we'll tackle it next week if that's okay with you, Cleve. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, and if you guys are interested in the Chernobyl disaster, you know, the things with the failure of the scientists and just how it all went down, you know, check us out next week. And we'll have plenty to talk about. I feel that episode will be geared and focused strictly to that because of the amount of information that I've come across. And then there's even some documentaries as well Yes, about the event. And I think that's pretty cool because it's kind of going to tie into reference into what we're going to be diving into from our experience and point of view and interest of. Yeah. And those, uh, there's two documentaries I'm actually watching, uh, as we speak, I got about three hours into Chernobyl, uh, on HBO max mm-hmm. and they actually have Chernobyl, the lost tapes. And, uh, I ain't got to that one yet. I'm just watching Chernobyl right now. And, uh, it's intense. Uh, like when it happened, like it shows, uh, from like exactly when it happened in the control room and when it blew and stuff like that. And like people getting radiation poisoning and throwing up blood. Right. Like the firefighters coming in, trying to put out the fire and they're getting radiation poisoning. And and I taste the metal. (sighs) (laughs) I was watching it. That's gotta be a horrible experience. And I knew it was going to be like weird going into this topic, but I mean, I can't wait to dive deeply into it next week, so it's going to be dope. Yeah, same. I mean, if it's, you know, anything shy of grotesque or morbid, you know, in the darker nature state, you know, even the city of Pripyat was affected by it. And they found out hours after the meltdown, like they didn't get signs until like one in the morning, I want to say, where like people were getting ready to like open their businesses and like get ready to set up a shop for the active day. And just getting sick. And then just all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God. It's like, what's wrong? It's like feeling ill, breaking out with fever, rash, and vomiting, reporting the taste of a metallic film in the mouth. Sounds familiar to a place that would make you go to work in hazardous conditions. I'm not going to say what place that is. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So the fun. The less that you know about those places, check us out. On uh, 5000Ws.ThirdCoastPodcast.com, on all major streaming platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, Cashbox, and anywhere and everywhere we can be found. But uh, big shout out to uh, David Bosnick. Good job out there. Uh, retaining his title at uh, AKA 27 with a uh, first round knockout victory. And yeah. In the fucking, first round. The first round fucking came in there with that heat. That dude didn't know what was coming. Yeah, he had it on his mind, man. And uh, Mr. David will be fighting uh, in New Orleans on February 24th for his second fight for. Uh, BKFC bare knuckle fighting. If you fight down there in New Orleans, so if y'all in the area, make sure y'all go buy tickets and uh, go support uh, an Alexandria hometown hero, the champ, the boss. Yeah, we'd definitely be tackling uh, Chernobyl next week. Make sure y'all tune in. But uh, you got any words of wisdom, Cleve? 
think we touched on the small words of wisdom earlier in the show. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did. We did that um you know fairly sooner. But I mean uh, if there were any more words of wisdom. Oh, I got it. Don't uh don't eat horse meat. Yeah, don't eat that horse meat out there. You know, any type of hoof creature, you know, you got that goat meat, you got that you got that deer meat. You got your exotic animals, you know. I would just say, uh, don't harm the animals. You know, the animals are an important part of the ecosystem. You know, and this isn't just, you know, on land. We're we're talking about the oceans. You know, people who cutting off the shark fins for for their delicacies and, you know, disrupting the chain of the ecosystem in the way that it functions because the earth is a living thing. You know, Earth Day is coming pretty soon. So to say that, um, keep it clean. <laughs> yeah, keep them animals safe. You know, for all those pet lovers out there, ironically saying. But, uh... <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, then you know. It's Third Coast Podcast. And in the show. And in the show. No artists, but we are artists. Every one of us. And I'm the Gator. What it do? Man. (laughs) Your boy Cleve. And we out.